It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What you doing? Ran out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. Bye, singing dog. Bye, goal. I pronounce you. Bye, wedding ceremony. Stop. At Metro PCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to Metro PCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. Metro PCS. Wireless. Figure it out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions. You are Locked On Vikings. Your daily Minnesota Vikings podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team. Every day. Locked on Vikings on the Locked on Podcast Network. My name is Sam Ekstrom. Our second to last show before preseason game number three, which takes place Sunday night at U.S. Bank Stadium against the San Francisco 49ers. Glad you're with us. Here's a practice update from yesterday at Winter Park. Injury news, still very much the same. Ryan Robison is out. Sheree Floyd and Teddy Bridgewater still rehabbing. And Taylor Heineke warmed up but then was limited in team drills. I think there's a decent chance he does not play against the 49ers, hence bringing in Mitch Leidner as an important backup. And for all the rumblings of Teddy Bridgewater about to be activated, We haven't seen any proof of that. He's still going about the same rehab routines during practice. If there's truth to it, the team is clearly delaying that move. And it's possible there is no truth to it. It's possible that there was some false information out there. Nick Easton and Pat Elfline are as tight as ever in that center competition. They alternated again yesterday. Meanwhile, Emmanuel Lemur appears set to get that weak side linebacker start. I think it was pretty clear, based on the days leading up to preseason game number one, that Edmund Robinson was going to get that start. Then it was clearly Ben Gideon the next week, and now it looks like they're giving Emmanuel Lemur a turn. So each candidate is getting a chance to put one game of starting reps on tape and then see what happens. And this may be Lemur's last gasp. We'll see if Lemur gets... All of the first team reps, obviously in the third preseason game, there might be two to three quarters of action for those first teamers. Will they give it all to Lemur or will they just split between Lemur, Gideon, Robinson? It'll be interesting to see how that shakes out because obviously that'd be an advantage to Lemur if he were to get all of those reps. This is probably the healthiest the Vikings have been in about three, four weeks. Treadwell's back. Sandejo and Waynes are back. Reef is back, and for the first time, we're going to see the tackles in place. Rashad Hill held down the fort nicely while he was in there, but it's time to see what the big money man, Riley Reef, can do. I alluded to it earlier this week, article called The Art of the Snap, which you can find now at zonecoverage.com. Fun story, I chatted with a couple quarterbacks and three centers about the nuances of snapping the football a play that I think most would consider rudimentary and compared to a lot of the other things in football, it is. But it's also very important and it requires chemistry building and practice and especially when you get into what they call the snap and step, it can actually be complex. So we've got quotes from Joe Berger, Pat Elfline, and Nick Easton 
all in that article explaining some of the unknown aspects of the center quarterback exchange. You can check that out. Is democracy in danger or decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org slash List. Currently, I'm working right now on a J. Ron Curse piece, and Curse, who I spoke with yesterday, is, is a player that I was once skeptical about making the 53-man roster, but I, I think he's very much a lock at this point. I think he's widely separated from Jack Tocho, and he'll be one of the reserve safeties and special teamers on this team. Interestingly enough, Antone Exum got that last start against Seattle, which might be a clue that Exum is the preferred third safety. That's very interesting. When you have Harris and you have and you have Curse who've been working at safety, you'd think one of them would have filled in for the injured Sendejo, but no, they brought Exum out of his cornerback role, which he'd transitioned to, and they made him a safety for a game. That's a quite an endorsement of Anton Exum. But Curse needs to take advantage of his preseason games, and here's why. His biggest issue is open field, taking good angles, accelerating to top speed, and wrapping guys up. And that's not really something the coaches can evaluate in practice. There's no tackling going on, and many plays don't reach that third level at their top speed. So Curse needs to take advantage of these preseason games, and Mike Zimmer said so July 31st when he talked about Curse, and then I asked him, what the update was through two games on J-Ron. And here's what Zimmer told me. When he's playing close to the line of scrimmage, he's been forceful. He's been making quick decisions when he's in the middle of the field or in the backfield. A little bit slow to pull the trigger sometimes. That's what he's working on. And I asked him if he needs to start thinking less and reacting more. And he said, I don't think it's just thinking. I think it's maybe he's being a little more cautious when he's playing in the back. I guess that's what it is. And that makes sense for a young guy, second year in the league, still learning the defensive system, maybe a tad gun-shy when it comes to trying to make plays. I liked his word, forceful. I think Hurst generates a lot of momentum. When he gets going and he tries to close on a spot, he gets there. They call him the crane because of how long his reach is. I chatted with Hurst for a couple minutes yesterday, and here is that interview with J-Ron. Just take me through kind of what, what was your biggest emphasis this past off season uh, going into year two for you? Uh, really just learning the playbook, you know, getting everything down so, you know, I can be in the right spots at the right time. Uh, really everything goes to take care of itself. You know, once you're out there, able to just play football, play free, you know, and not really think about where you have to line up at. It just comes second nature. Uh, you know, things will get much easier. So just thinking less basically when you're on yeah. the field, just reacting? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, Mike Zimmer said that the preseason games are going to be really important for you to kind of show or even prove. Uh, mm-hmm. How do you feel like the first two have gone? I feel like the first two have gone pretty good. Uh, you know, I got it and showed I can be a physical player when I'm up at the line. Uh, you know, I got my hand on the ball last week. Uh, you know, it's a few other things that I need to work on, you know, that me and Coach Zim, Coach Gray has talked about. So, uh, you know, these next two, those are uh, going to be my goals to attack what they told me I need to work on and uh, 
really try to, you know, mimic my first two, you know, make the second two the same way, if not even better. And Coach Zimmer told me earlier today that he wanted you to be less cautious in, mm -hmm. in the open field. Uh, yeah. How does that play out, you know, in a game? Being uh, uh, really, you know, just attacking everything, you know, and not thinking that you're going to make a mistake. Uh, you know, that's something that he, that we talked about, you know, based off the last two games. Uh, you know, when I'm out there, you know, the same way I am when I'm up at the line, you know, be that same way when I'm back playing in the middle of the field. So uh, those are the things that I got to work on when I go into these next two games and attack it, you know, and uh, I'm actually working on it right now. You know, they tell me every day, say something to me about it every day. So uh, I really just have to work on that. You know, they let me know about it. I can't go out there and make the same mistake. Do you get more instruction from Coach Gray or from Coach Zimmer? Because I know he loves the defensive backs. Uh, it's really both of them. Uh, you know, I'm with Coach Gray all day, so, uh, you know, naturally it's going to be more from him. But, yeah. you know, when Coach Zimmer is out here, you know, he always throws his input in, you know, when he feels like it's something he needs to tell one of us. So, uh, you know, really coming from both of them hand in hand. Quick pause to remind you that buying tickets to sports and concerts can be complicated. But there's a better, simpler way to buy with SeatGeek the smartest, easiest way to get tickets to live events. It's got a seamless mobile experience where you can buy and sell in just two taps. You want to see your team live, right? That's what sports is all about. You want to see the Vikings 49ers on Sunday? I'm looking at the chart right now. Value in every section. And yeah, I know it's a preseason game, but you can get in the door to see the starters play almost three quarters for $17 on SeatGeek. There's a $17 ticket. You better go snatch that up right now. You can also get lower level for 50 That's an opportunity I would not pass up, especially if you haven't seen the stadium. SeatGeek is designed to make the ticket buying experience easier than ever because they search multiple ticket sites to compare prices. That's how you find the great value and get the most bang for your buck. Every purchase is fully guaranteed so you can shop confidently. Make it your go-to app when you're going to sporting events, concerts, comedy, or theater. And here's what you can get. If you enter the promo code LONFL after downloading the SeatGeek app, download the app, enter promo code LONFL, get $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. I thought one of the other themes yesterday at practice was innovation. Mike Zimmer talking about the innovation that they're trying to institute on the defensive side of the ball. Even in year four of the system, they're still evolving, and they're still trying to be more reckless was a word used at one point, and I'm sure that that comes with caveats that you still have to do your assignment, but playing more freely. And Jaron Curse, in that sense, is sort of a microcosm. Mike Zimmer wants the whole defense to be a little less cautious this year, I think. And here's what Zimmer said about trying to get a defense to listen and in their fourth year doing the same thing. Quote, the install, they've seen it four times, most of them. To get them excited about something new, we have to keep being innovative as coaches. And later on he says, we're looking at other scenarios. How can we change things up a little bit here and there? Not all the time, but enough to keep the offense off balance. We can do it in practice and things happen, but when you do it in a game and not really know what's going on, we called some things last week that we probably wouldn't have called if it was a normal game if we didn't feel real comfortable with it. So there you have it. There's some experimentation going on in that Seattle game, and maybe that explains why things didn't work out that well for the defense against Seattle. When it comes down to it, I think we can expect to see more of the same from the defense. 
But again, arguably the biggest position is going to be that slot corner spot. If Mackenzie Alexander is the guy, can Mackenzie avoid being a weak link? Because any good quarterback is going to identify that weakness and exploit it. And unless the Vikings have three strong corners, that could become an issue. Because then you're giving help to the slot corner, and then the help takes a body away from somewhere else. Alexander was the lowest-ranked Vikings defensive player in the preseason game, according to Pro Football Focus. And while that's not the be-all, end-all, I think it accurately reflects what we saw with our eyes while watching the game. Alexander has to improve. It's time for me to get out to Winter Park once again for Thursday's practice. Thanks for listening today. Sage Rosenfeld's back tomorrow. Is democracy in danger or decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org slash catalyst. Hey, sports fans. My name is Ben Beacon. I'm the host of Locked On Wolves, the Minnesota Timberwolves podcast on the Locked On NBA Network. The Wolves might be in the middle of what's turned out to be a pretty miserable season, but there's still plenty to talk about. From the aftermath of the trade deadline to looking ahead at what moves Gerson Rosas and the front office might be planning for the summer to the possibility that all-star snub Carl Anthony Towns could go off on any given night, it's still going to be a fun spring. Tune into Locked On Wolves daily, Monday through Friday. I'm Ben Beacon with Locked On Wolves, and we'll catch you next time.